Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. This is my not-so-secret slimming diary update for the month of April. We're nearly in May, so I've left it to the last minute just to get on here and just start recording and give you an update of, of where things are with my diet. And this was my whole intention of, of starting this podcast, just to to get to understand how people can be motivated and to understand how people can push past that brick that they get up against with regards to dieting and healthy eating and and try and learn from them and help other people as well learn learn from my guests too and I've had some amazing guests I have had some absolutely amazing guests I've got lots more I think I've got about five at the moment that I need to edit and I'm still inspired by those guests every, every week and it's just a joy just to to hear that story first and as well as now being on the the Zoom calls that we've got with Slimming World for those of you that are Slimming World members, it's just another um, it's just another motivation for me just to keep me going. And recording this is, I don't know, God, it feels kind of nervous still. It's so it's so nerve wracking just to just to be open with everybody about how I'm feeling with my diet and my fitness still. And when I record the guest podcast, it's it's quite easy, isn't it? Because it's not about me; it's about other people and. This is yeah, it's still quite nerve wracking just to to be open with my listeners and for those that have followed me from the beginning will know that I've always struggled and that that's the reason why I'm doing this and I really want to help people that have got a similar mindset to me as well that have, have also struggled for for years and just want to like knuckle down and just get it done and get the weight off and so April giving up sugar for Lent has been really amazing for me really amazing for a start I never in a million years thought that I could give up no added sugar for Lent I mean it's just it's just ridiculous that I could do this because uh, anybody that knows me will know that I love my sugar it's my go-to I'm not bothered about alcohol sweets chocolates cream cakes all of the all of the stuff that we like is my go-to food absolutely love my chocolate some days I've had three, four, five bars, depending on how I feel. And I definitely use that as a comfort without a shadow of a doubt. So the fact that I would have that taken away from me. And when I started looking at giving up sugar for Len, I clearly didn't think it through. It probably would have been better just to say, right, OK, give up chocolate. But the fact that I went head on and gave up added sugar was a crazy notion. But I, I managed to do it. I managed to do it now. There were some things that crept in. Um, I think I did have on occasion some tomato sauce, um, some mayonnaise. But in general, everything was no added sugar to the point that I was making like my bolognese with fresh tomatoes. I wasn't having baked beans. I was also swapping out brown rice for white rice. I really did like knuckle down with this and... Everyone was telling me how fantastic it would be just to, to give up the sugar and, and the benefits of it. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see if I could do it, if this was a thing that would help me. <laughs> so it seemed like a great sacrifice for them. So that's what I did. And my husband was like, no, this isn't going to work. Halfway through it, when it, I think he realised actually I was going to, you know, I was giving this a good go. He would say, you know, would you like this and would you like that, which is quite naughty, really. But I didn't, I didn't give in. And then the week that Lent was coming to an end, it was like, well, so are you gonna, 
Are you going to have a binge on chocolate? What What's going to happen on you know when you when Lent comes to an end? And and I thought to myself that the amazing thing about having given up sugar is I don't I don't know if I can articulate this well enough, but the the control that I've had around food. So I haven't dropped a dress size or anything with regards to a massive change within my weight. But the control around food is is just been incredible. It's just been absolutely incredible. Being able to go into a garage to fill up with petrol and not thinking I need to have a chocolate bar or not thinking I'm going to be good. And that's the thing, isn't it? We start off these with these healthy intentions, maybe in January, and we think I'm going to be really good this week or I'm going to be really good this month. And And giving up sugar for me was not about being good it was just oh my god the the control that I feel that I now have around sugar is is brilliant and you know do I miss it do I miss the chocolate and the desserts I I think I miss the the luxury of having something really luxurious and it's not to say that I'm not going to have sugar again but at the moment the way that I feel around food the control that I've got around sugar and those foods there's, there's no real incentive to, to go back. There really isn't. I bought Daphina McCall's book a while ago regarding sugar and eating sugar-free. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. Let's see what the hype's about. I didn't really get into it at all. Um, in fact, originally I bought it for my dad because he was a borderline diabetic. And I definitely knew that's the way that I was going to go with this. You know, irrespective of weight, I just thought I'm eating so, so much sugar and there were so many of my meals that were based around sugar, that weren't based around any nutritional value whatsoever. Having, you know, cream cakes for lunch, egg custards. Egg custard was my like go-to thing. It was my comfort food. And I guess, you know, from... I guess to analyse this, it would be a case of, right, OK, so you've given up the sugar... How are you managing with your emotions? Because food for me has always been that comfort, and it's a way that it's a way that I manage things. That when I'm feeling overwhelmed, and overwhelmed to me could be work overwhelm. It could be something that's happened within the family. It could be that I'm trying to sort things out for my podcast, and I'm feeling pressured, and I, I don't have the time to do what I want to do. There's lots of reasons why I eat and why food is a comfort for me and I guess taking away the sugar for me is a bit like taking away the bottle for an alcoholic you've not got that thing to to lean on have you you have to you have to deal with your emotions you have to kind of think up of like a contingency plan so when things get really intense what do I do with the emotions because I've not got I've not got the sugar to fall back on now I don't really understand the science behind this. I really don't. All that I know is from what I've read and what I've heard of other people that have had the same experience with, with sugar is that because your sugar levels don't shoot off through the moon, they don't then drop down. You know, you, you've not got that high and low. You've not got that constant high and low that you, you're dealing with. And that's the reason that you don't have the cravings like you used to do. And that's really, really helped me. And I will at some point start experimenting with different desserts. But I've, to be honest, I'm just not missing it. I think 
you know, I've had so many years of feeling out of control with food and and I may be back recording this in September and it'd be like, yeah, the sugar thing, that was just a, that was just a flu, that was just a one-off and I'm back on the, you know, the chocolate and all the rest of it. Maybe that'll be the case. But at the moment, I feel so... Um, so relieved that I've not got that pull towards wanting chocolates, wanting desserts. And I'm able to to fill up on really nice food that I, I enjoy that, for example, food that has butter or cream. I'm using my extra calories for those things rather than having sugar-laden laden food. So, for example, I could make a, a lovely pasta dish with a small amount of cream because you don't need a lot to get that that really nice you know that really rich taste or a dessert with with fruit and then use the cream in in, in that way so there are a lot of foods that I'm able to enjoy even more now than than before but the takeaway from just giving up the sugar is the control it really really is a control and it just feels so weird. It just feel, it just feels so weird, and it's such a surprise that that's how it's gone. And that was that was April for me. It was March and April, giving up the sugar for Lent. Definitely not looking back on that. It was a, it was something that I'd heard from another guest and from people that I speak to. And yeah, I've definitely no regrets on that. And I'm. I'm kind of waiting for the spell to be <laughs> to be lifted. I'm kind of wondering when will this, when will this stop? When will it turn around? And especially in lockdown, you know, it's been it's just been just a crazy time, hasn't it? It's been a really awful time for many, and it's a time when, you know, our boundaries are tested. You know, you're all forced to be under one roof, and the kids aren't going to school. You know, nobody's going to work, and you know we've had some. Some testing times with challenging behaviour, as you'd expect, really, from kids that are just uh, not able to do what they normally do. And that can send you over there, can't it? <laughs> Anybody will know with, with, with children, with young children, teenagers, that arguments can make you, you know, want to reach for the, the biscuit barrel. But I've not I've not done that. I spent a lot of time making banana muffins. <laughs> banana muffins are now my go to food and I really enjoy them and I can have them. And I do, and I enjoy it. And I don't think that I need to put chocolate on the top or this would be nice if. I just enjoy them for what they are. So, so pleased with that. And, you know, it's been a difficult time. We've had a loss in the family with COVID. Uh, my aunt was in a care home and we'd heard that there was a lady that had COVID and then my aunt went into hospital. And then we heard that she only had a mild case, came back, and I think it was only just over two weeks after that time, and then, then she passed away. I'm not sure if it was a COVID or, or or what the circumstances were regarding that, because it's still very it's still very raw. She only passed last week. But I do know that the obviously the effect of, of my mum being a sister and my cousins, you know, losing the mum and not being able to, to visit and it's just been it's been a it's been a horrendous time for the for the family not being able to have that connection because we're, we're a close family and it's just absolutely awful and knowing that we can't you know go to church and and have the funeral and things like that 
they're things that I know everyone's going through. Um, so I just wanted to just to give that a mention. And it's hard, isn't it? It's so hard. And the people that are going out and still working in these really difficult environments. There was a lady in our Zoom call that's a nurse within a city hospital. And she came on just to take part in the Zoom call uh, for the Slimming World class. And uh, and she came on, she says, you know, I, I wasn't expecting to tear up and... And, you know, she was broken hearted because she was looking after patients that were young as well. And I, I just think it's, it's a very it's a very strange time. And for anybody that struggles without COVID, with anxiety and depression, it's a time that we need to be even more aware of making sure we practice self-care because it's so easy to isolate and to allow our mental health just to go crazy. It really is. It's, you know, it's a time that we can't just accept this is happening and go with it. We need to be aware of how we are with our mindset, where we are with our self-care and make sure that we are still doing things for ourselves. And it was lovely to to have the, the Zoom calls going back with the Slimming Group that was brilliant for me and it was nice to see everybody. That was lovely too. I'm trying just to focus on the podcast, focus on homeschooling and just to just to see this thing out really. And I really do feel for those people that are that are isolated. And if you're listening to, to this podcast and if you are one of those people and you are feeling truly, truly isolated, you know, you can always get in touch. Just DM me on Instagram. You'll see the link in the um the show notes on my podcast um, do get in touch don't feel that you have to go this alone there's lots of support groups out there there's a lot of people that are offering different meetup groups lots of community events there's lots of things that we can do now online and thank goodness for for social media and being able to get online today I have spent a while taking photographs of my phone going through Facebook set up for my mum so I set this phone up for my mum, dropped it off, just so that we can start doing these messenger calls by video. So I know my auntie, she I think my auntie's around 75, 76, is already doing this with my cousins. So I thought I'll get this for my mum so she'll be able to be connected with a sister, to connect with the family. And I know they're speaking to each other on the phone, but I thought I'll just do this and see how how she goes with it. So that was, that was really fun. And now my mum was on Facebook, so God help me. God help me. And... You know, I, I feel that after everything I've said and where I'm with, with my weight, I do feel, I do feel positive. I do feel that I'm on target for where I need to be with regards to not beating myself up, not putting unrealistic goals in front of me and just, just going through it. And for the first time ever, and I think it's ever, I've actually gone and bought a pair of scales. <laughs> so I'm now getting weighed on my scales, sending this to my consultant and she's updating everything. And I feel really, I don't know, I, th- I think for me, I know we say, don't we, don't don't keep your scales, don't keep getting on the scales. I weigh myself twice a week. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But I think before, when I was going to a class and, and weighing myself on the scales, I just felt, you know, it, scales are for group. You get on, you get off the scales and you don't have to think about it. Where now... I feel it's almost like I'm taking more responsibility 
for for my target and, and last week I lost four pound. I had a really good week last week and I kind of stopped and had a little word to myself and, and I just thought, okay, so we're now in the 13th stone bracket. So wave goodbye to the 14th stone. That's gone now. We're now in the 13th stone bracket. What would it take for me to get into the 12 stone bracket? Is it such a hard task for me to shift from one stone to the next, for me to drop the, you know, the next stone? What what would it take? And and last week when I got weighed, I think I weighed 13, 13, 12 and three quarters, I think it was. And I thought to myself, you know, 12 and three quarter pounds isn't a big amount to lose. I know I can do this and I've done it before. You know, I'm not being overly optimistic thinking that, you know, I can lose this weight. I, I know I can do it because I've done it before. And I also know if I put my mind to it, it's not going to take me four months to lose 12 and three quarter pounds. And I also thought, how would it feel to get on those scales and to see 12 stone looking back at me? To be into the next stone bracket, how would that actually feel? And a while ago, when I used to vary between a, a 14 and a high 14 to, to 16, I was at that point where I didn't need to be in a 16 for all of my sizes. I was, I was Majority of the time, I was a size 14. But at that time, I can remember thinking, if I reach 13 stone, that will be it. That will be the time where I think, OK, Claire, you really need to do something. You really need to knuckle down. If I get to 13 stone... That that will be it. Something will click, and and I'll I'll never get I'll never get that big. And then obviously I did, and then the fourteen stone came, and then the point where I think my highest weigh in at Slimming World was actually fourteen stone ten. And I can remember before that time, around twelve and a half stone, I can remember getting ready to go out and feeling quite nice, and and still feeling that I could go go to a shop and buy something and have something, have an outfit that, that fitted and. I felt that I could get ready and look quite special. When I got to 13 stone, I can remember just that feeling just went. Um, and it's been since I've been over 13 stone that I've not really enjoyed shopping at all. I've, I've just not. I've just not. It just, it's almost like a war came up and I, I just couldn't do it. And it was always my big thing. I'd, I'd spend a whole day shopping. I'd meet friends or family would go shopping and it was just an enjoyable experience I'd have a, a meal out and have treats go shopping and I'd, I'd get something I don't want to say it was about necessarily spending lots and lots of money and I, I love a bargain I love going to the sales and things like that it was just that going around the shops and even if I came away with one item it just just that feeling of shopping and for anybody listening that's like okay I don't like shopping then they won't relate to this and I'm not really one for online shopping but it's just something that, that I enjoyed and when I got to 13 stone that was just taken away because it was a case of right you know you, you get into the changing room and then you, you're getting undressed and then you're like oh goodness do I want to do I want to try these clothes on it, it almost got like to like a hassle because I thought this isn't gonna this isn't gonna feel nice on I'm not gonna like the look of the clothes I don't want to go up another size and I think at 13 stone as well obviously everything was tight um and I just there's a lot of negativity around that number but I just think if I can get this 12 pounds and some off 
then I would then be into the 12 stone bracket and that would mean so much. That would mean then that I can start thinking about going shopping again. I can start dreaming of the clothes that I can I can start to wear. And maybe I can get this done within a shorter time than I actually thought about. Maybe this is doable to get to the 12 stone bra bracket within the next six weeks. Because I know, because I've done it before, it is something that I've done before and I want to do. And that's what I'm going to commit to. I'm going to commit that within the next six weeks, I am going to be in that 12 stone bracket. And it may mean that I'm going to have some extra healthy weeks where I'm just filling up on veg. But I'm going to do it because I know I can. I know I can do this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove to all the listeners out there <laughs> that I can do this. Um, each week I'm now bringing people for you to listen to that are majorly inspiring. And maybe I can inspire other people just by allowing me to see how much of a struggle I've been through, but I can turn it around. And if I can turn this around as a yo-yo dieter, and if this helps any, anybody, if it just helps one person turn their habits around, then that would be mission accomplished. I really would love that. And, you know, I've got about 10 minutes before I connect to my Zoom Swimming World Club. And I was thinking, oh, goodness, I've got to I've got to record my audio. And like I say, we've had some difficulties with the family bereavements and other things, you know, that's going off. And uh, can I bring on this energy? But just talking and just being open about my journey and, and not having that shame, really, just that acceptance of this is what it is. So one of my guests, Ashley, mentioned recently that, you know, if you've got a, a problem with your weight, you, it's likely that you're always going to have a problem with your weight. And I think that's something that I've kind, I'm kind of learning to accept. It's not just going to go over away overnight and it's all about managing it, managing my expectations and introducing foods that are healthy, that I enjoy that aren't diet foods and it really is just the plan that I follow with Slimming World it really just is a lifestyle change there's nothing that I eat that I wouldn't cook up for a guest at my home or family you know there's nothing that I don't really eat or serve myself I think have I really got to sit down and eat this I, I don't I, I really don't and now that this this pull to sugar has gone I really do feel that I can give this my all. So to everybody that's listening that is really, really struggling, you know what? You're not on your own. You're really not on your own with this. I know there's there's many different situations out there that people are facing. And, and I know especially people with big families, smaller families, and I know it's really difficult. It's really hard. All that I would say is just try and take five, ten minutes to yourself. If it means going out for a walk, if it means just, you know, having a long soak, just try and take that time. Not to necessarily think, right, OK, I'm going to plan my week. I'm going to plan what I'm going to have to eat or I'm going to plan my exercise routine. Just take that time just to just to quieten down, quieten your mind down and just to think what it is that you really want. Are you in a space where you can really commit to your weight loss? Is it weight loss that you really want to change or is it something else? And I think we can only do that when we get quiet and we get still. 
and being quiet meditating could be in the form of a run it could be a relaxing bath it could be yoga there are lots of ways just to just to relax and just to deal with the emotions that are coming up and and deal with the feelings that are coming up and i think there've been lots of situations in my life when i've been right okay i'm going to i'm going to lose this weight i'm going to get you know get this weight off when actually the situation that i wanted to change was nothing to do with my eating nothing to do with my eating and when i look back especially when i was a size 14 a lot of the changes that i wanted to make was nothing to do with eating and that in itself the diet in itself was just a distraction to what i really wanted to change luckily i'm more self-aware now and i know that i do want to get healthier and it's not just about smaller size it's about looking after myself and making sure that my, my needs are met so that i can help my family and be there for those who, who care for me in this really difficult time and I want to be healthy. I don't want to just give up just because of lockdown. I'm and I'm not going to give up and I'm doing it. So if you're with me, just, you know, just know that we can do this. We really can do this. Let's just knuckle down, get it done so that when all of this craziness dies down, we know that if we can do this through COVID, we really can lose weight at any time and stick to our healthy eating goals. We really, really can. And it will be hard, you know, Think about what you've done in your life that you've, you feel really accomplished of and ask yourself, was it easy? Because most of the things that we really appreciate, most of the things that we, we value took hard work, took hard work and it may not be easy, but I know it's doable. So I'm going to end it there. I've now got to jump online to get onto the Zoom call and I'm really looking forward to my consultant. She's amazing and she's really inspiring and I love her to bits. And the group's growing online. So I know it's going to be a busy one for her. I don't want, don't want to be too late. I don't want to make her too nervous. I know it's a, a big thing doing these Zoom calls for people. So until the next time, take care.